is Bloomberg Surveillance. One of the things we have to do is reinvigorate the Atlantic relationship, which is strengthen relations with mm-hmm. the European community. A consequence of Fed tightening over the next year could be a U.S. recession in 2017. I think that is going to add to the upside for the yen. When you value a basket of stocks in Germany now and you're up against a zero interest rate for years, they look very attractive here. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keane. Mr. McKee off today. Frank. Francine LaCroix, she pulled the shortest of short straws. She's in London assisting this morning. She has pneumonia, the flu, or eight other diseases. We really don't know. She's medicated. Are you okay, Francine? Can you get through the next hour? We're doing great. We just need need to survive Brexit. Good. I recommend some, uh, what's it, Fortnum and Mason Piccadilly (laughs) Tea or 1707? Better than paracetamol, eh? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Take your tea. Uh, the Forex Brief this morning as we get started here. Uh, it is, is always brought to you by Interactive Brokers, winner of FX Week's 2015 award for the best retail Forex trading platform. Visit IB at IBKR.com slash Forex. And really early, early, early this morning, yen, excuse me, renminbi weakness, which really bears watching into the China Monday, call it Sunday evening, New York time. My radar's up, folks. I'll be blunt. We've gone from a 647 to a 6.51. It's not like trading envelopes or two standard deviations kind of move, but nevertheless, a, a weakness to Renminbi, which, uh, you should be informed of. Yen 112.48 euro, 111.66 dollar strength, DXY 96.18. Yahoo! Here's David Wilson. Yahoo, indeed. We'll get to that in a kidding? second. This never ends, does it? it, it get, it's getting more interesting, though. Like what do you got we'll before that? We'll talk about that in a moment. Because really, if you look at what's going on with the futures being lower, it's driven by oil prices again. You've got crude down more than a dollar a barrel in New York trading for the second straight day. You look at ExxonMobil and Chevron, they're both down about 1% in early trading. Marathon Oil down 3.5%. And yes, there's Yahoo. Not a whole lot of direction in the stock so far. Was up 1%. Has given back that gain. The activist investor Starboard Value began a proxy fight to replace the web portal's entire board. That's where it gets interesting. They want all nine seats on the board. Starboard owns a 1.7% stake in Yahoo and has called for an overhaul of its management as well as its directors. Uh, you've got Altria Group down 1.5%. The cigarette maker was cut to neutral from buy at Bank of America Merrill Lynch, citing valuation. Altria's shares are trading at about 22 times earnings, where the price-earnings ratio peaked twice last year. Uh, on the takeover front, Staples up 4.5%. A federal judge criticized U.S. regulators for trying to obtain false information in their effort to block the office products retailer from buying Office Depot. The judge is hearing the Federal Trade Commission's antitrust lawsuit against the $6.3 billion deal, and uh, Office Depot's shares are up about 10% in early trading. Uh, Terex up 8.5%. China's Zoomline Heavy Industry raised its offer for the maker of cranes and other industrial equipment, and Terex said it will hold talks with the company, and Terex previously accepted an offer from Finland's Kona Cranes. 
On the earnings front, Accenture up 1%. The consulting firm's fiscal second quarter profit and revenue exceeded analyst average estimates in the Bloomberg survey. Signet Jewelers up 2%. The owner of the Jared K. and Zale jewelry chains indicated fiscal year earnings are likely to beat estimates. PVH up 4.5%. The maker of Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger Apparel reported fiscal fourth quarter earnings and sales that exceeded estimates. KB Home up 6%. The home builder's fiscal first quarter profit and revenue will be projections. Finish line, though, down 4.5%. The athletic wear retailer's earnings forecast for the current fiscal year trailed estimates. And Portola Pharmaceuticals, the most active stock in early trading, down 28.5%. The drug maker said a proposed right. treatment to prevent blood clots failed to meet a goal for effectiveness in a final stage study. I, I love when you're here, particularly when you have your dark side of the moon tie on it's like a David Gilmore moment. Good Friday's coming up. You know, it's a dark time. David Wilson with us with his Pink Floyd tie on this morning. Arthur Levitt is not wearing a Pink Floyd tie. He is the former chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission board member for Bloomberg. LB Arthur, uh, within your research note to me this morning, one thing stands out, and you are dead on. It is surreal how Wall Street and bankers struggle with what would be in every other election totally normal, runaway Republican candidate, and boy, are they struggling with someone that owns six of the skyscrapers they all live in in Manhattan. Just give us, you know, granted from a Democratic aisle, give us, Arthur Levitt, some perspective on how Mr. Trump courts Wall Street. Well, in almost any other election, uh, the bankers and Wall Street would be celebrating the emergence of a highly visible Republican candidate. But uh, tr- there are many reasons that they're holding back. Trump isn't committed to regulatory relief. Uh, he's not committed to Dodd-Frank repeal or any other bank priority. And when in doubt, Trump is a populist, and that's that's bad for banks. And Trump pursues vendettas. Would you like him overseeing the SEC or CFPB? Trump could cost uh, Republicans the Senate well, and maybe even the House. Do you have a perspective on his financial platform as people struggle with his foreign policy platform? I absolutely do not. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd ask... I'd ask back, what policy program has Trump clearly defined? And you couldn't come up with an answer. And I really blame the media for not pinning him down on the incredibly vague policy proposals. And Wall Street and financial markets is probably the least likely area of of Trump's imprint in terms of specific proposals. Uh, so, Mr. Levitt, uh, are, are we... Yes. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was going to ask you about, um, you know, political spending and whether the SEC will actually take up the issue of disclosure of more political spending this year. Not a chance. I'd say not likely for next year as well. Uh, it's a hot-button issue, the Oversight Committee, headed by Jeb Henselring of the House, uh, simply wouldn't tolerate that kind of bill. And the power has shifted so heavily 
against regulation and against the SEC in particular on the part of its oversight body that to take on a hot-button issue such as revealing campaign funding is absolutely out of the question for this year and I would say next year as well unless the Democrats were to take back the House, which is extraordinarily unlikely. I look, Arthur, at uh, some of the challenges. Are we at a point in the election cycle where everything just gets on hold in the game of the SEC and regulation? I mean, does everybody basically shut down to see who wins the first Tuesday of November? I think in, I think in the absence of some extraordinary scandal or breakup of some sort or failure of some sort, the SEC is not going to implement uh, anything really dramatic in the area of rulemaking this year. And a lot depends next year on who is elected president. Uh, I think in a um, Hillary-led country, the SEC will be more of an activist agency than in a Donald Trump environment. Yeah, Arthur, I, I just find it amazing uh, where we oh, are it's, right it's now. Extraordinary. I, uh, I it's extraordinary. I thought that Bernie Madoff was the biggest surprise of my professional life, but I think that Donald Trump trumps that. Well, very good. That's quite Wouldn't a you statement. you agree? I, no. I don't give my opinion, Arthur. I get shot if I do, but John Tucker's <laughs> laughing at me, but we'll let Arthur <laughs> Levin. He says he doesn't, but... <laughs> Arthur Levitt, by the way, folks, the, the way A-Rod got his two-year retirement tour is some Arthur Levitt. Arthur's been on a five-year retirement tour. Arthur Levitt, thank you so much. He is the former chairman of the Securities Exchange Commission uh, joining us uh, today. Francine, I'll tell you, it, it, I have no idea where we'll be in eight weeks on the politi- after Wisconsin after the political uh, derby, shout out to, with all due respect, John Heilman and Mark Halperin are doing what actually needs to be done, which is have conversations with the candidates that are not incendiary and gotcha and all that. I give them major marks for driving the conversation forward. I urge you to consider the digital access and the actual show, with all due respect, uh, that you can see at 5 p.m., uh, typically worldwide on Bloomberg. Uh, they've done a great job of moving the conversation with the candidates uh, forward away from the hysteria that's uh, epidemic today. Futures negative 14. Dow futures at negative 112. The 10-year yield 1.86%. Uh, accrued down a dollar twenty-one thirty-eight fifty-nine. And now to the news. In New York, here's Michael Barr. Tom Francine, thank you very much. The chief Paris attack suspect has appeared in court in Brussels, where his lawyer declared that Salah Abdeslam is not interested in fighting extradition to France. Meanwhile, French and Belgian media reports speak of an additional bomber in Brussels who is alive and on the run. Democrats are evenly split between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. That is according to a new Bloomberg poll. It shows that Sanders has 49% of people who plan to vote or have voted in Democratic contests this year. Clinton has 48%. Today is the deadline for Indiana Governor Mike Pence to act on a controversial anti-abortion measure. 
It would ban abortions because of genetic abnormalities such as Down syndrome. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Francine, Tom? Michael Barr, thanks so much. We are thrilled with you. From our London and New York World Headquarters, Francine Lacroix and Tom Keane will continue our discussion on economics, finance, investment, and international relations. Futures negative 14, Bloomberg Surveillance. Market Drivers brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. This month, your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers welcome spring with limited-time offers of select models like the sporty CLA and versatile GLA. Each engineered at price to move. Visit MBUSA.com today.